0: Welcome to the Jackson Hole Connection. Thank you for subscribing and downloading my first 10 episodes. I deeply appreciate you taking the time out of your busy schedules to join me while I visit with worldly, interesting people connected to Jackson Hole. Please go to my website, thejacksonholeconnection.com to offer feedback, provide ideas, and even request to be on the show. When you have the time, please subscribe, share, rate, and review this podcast. Today, I am talking to Bubba Albrecht, creator and founder of Giver an outdoor accessories brand. He is an startup intensive graduate, outdoor enthusiast, hardworking individual, alumni of Teton Valley Ranch Camp. This guy has some deep roots here in Jackson Hole. But before we begin, I have a quick word from one of our sponsors. Jackson Hole Marketplace, the small market in Jackson Hole with a huge reach. Stop in for hot coffee and homemade breakfast in the morning, awesome lunches in the afternoon, and finish the day with a soft-serve ice cream and a six-pack of beer. Need catering for breakfast or lunch? They can do it and deliver for free. Want to know more? Visit jhmarketplace.com. Thank you, Bubba, for being here. Appreciate it. It is my pleasure to be here. and really excited to chat. What we're doing here at the Jackson Hole Connection is bringing back a little bit of visiting. Um, I got some southern roots there, and... Visiting was important to us as southerners, so let's get into some visiting here. I'm game, um, visit on, <laughs> visit on, game on. Tell us a little bit more about you. Um, what drives you every day, Bubba? For sure, for sure. I'd say, uh, well, like a lot of
1: the community, it is appreciation for our surroundings and, and whatever it takes to be around people we love to be with and the surroundings we love to be in. A lot of my drive has come from whatever it takes to
0: be surrounded by that positive atmosphere. Okay. Whatever it takes, truly. Whatever it takes. And you creating a business from the ground up, that is well said, because it takes everything to create a business from ground up.
1: Yes, I would say uh, for us, it uh, it definitely wasn't uh, something that we planned out and really had a, a vision for it. But The inspiration and idea came from uh, more or less a kayaking trip that I've been very passionate about and have led for about 10 years. And uh, the kind of short story of it is we created some hats to commemorate the fifth annual trip to Ontario, Canada. It happened to be myself and four buddies from here in Jackson, and we created a hat that combined the silhouette or the skyline of the Tetons uh, and then the term giver uh, that I was um, exposed to as a kid up in Ontario, Canada and the term giver means like give it your all, go for it, get after it, very energetic colloquial phrase uh, that m- pretty much embodied the trip that we were about to go on and we made the hats uh, had an awesome trip and in wearing the hats afterwards we get stopped I mean around town um, friends, family, people were very excited about them, wanted to want to know if they could buy one of their own and after enough people asked and finally like the light bulb moment uh it was like shoot this is pretty cool <laughs> what, what would it take to do something and then uh then that's when the research and truly diving into it uh began
0: so all started from a trip with some friends mm-hmm. you came up with a hat mm-hmm. and then people were stopping you on the street saying where can i get that hat yep. and from that you are now making other accessories, bomber gloves, cool sunglasses, um, outer layers, hats as well, shirts, and what a fascinating story. Way to just give it. <laughs> An adventure for sure, and I think uh,
1: that what's great is our philosophy and what we're based upon and why we exist. Uh, we get to live out day to day, which is giving our all towards the the ideas, the products, the community, and it just kind of feeds back into itself. Um, and the adventure that uh, that comes with it, uh, we just have uh, kept charging forward.
0: I like the fact that you just kept charging forward. You did not stop. You didn't give it up. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure you heard the word no several times, but that didn't stop you a bit. Negative.
1: Well, it was tougher to hear at the beginning. You know, you think of the personalization of taking a risk. Uh, for instance, you know, starting a podcast. It's like you you are putting yourself out there. You're exposing an idea, a thought, something that's new, something that's not familiar to your friends, or your family, or your community. And that's like that's a big step, and like kind of in a a phase that is uh, sometimes can be a very long phase. And the it's the unknown. So learning how to navigate that and getting a little thicker skin, but also I think a huge part, I can't say enough about the community and the support of others who have gone through similar process, or the, you know, as many no's as you might hear, or I'm not interested at all, to have one person say like, hey, that's freaking awesome. Like, get you some. Keep going. Keep after it. To keep the fire going only takes a little bit of that here and there, and uh, without a doubt, the I, there wouldn't be giver, and there wouldn't be near the the excitement and energy we have without uh, this community
0: well said uh you're so spot on with that one i want to circle back a little bit to your connection to jackson hole Mm -hmm. and when we were talking before the podcast we talked about what brought you out here and what you were doing before giver and you mentioned teton valley ranch camp which has a long history here in the valley Mm -hmm. and you came out to be a camper Yes. Uh, tell us about you, your your connection to Jackson. Why did you stay here? What caused you to say, I'm gonna live in Jackson Hole? For sure, well, it uh, the scenery really didn't pull me in,
1: so it was <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Uh, Being from uh, originally Columbus, Ohio, growing up had an uncle who was, I mean, took us on as if we were, I have two older brothers and a younger sister, as if we were his own kids as far as getting outdoors and uh, learning a lot about hunting, fishing, Uh, have him to thank as well as uh, my folks for encouraging that pursuit, uh, but he worked at the camp in the 70s. Uh, Again, it's about 80-year history for Teton Valley Ranch Camp, and he, uh, I don't know how he did it, but he persuaded my folks to put us on a plane and come on out to the wilds of Wyoming, and I think I was 11 years old when I first saw what was proper mountains and exposed to the wilderness that is out here that uh, it, it's not fair to compare it to Columbus, Ohio. I love Columbus, and I love <laughs> the Midwest, but it, uh, I guess it just blew my mind uh, from the very beginning and a very humbling environment getting out in the backcountry backpacking and uh, a very wild and just uh, inspiring environment. So going to the camp as a, as a child had a significant uh, effect on me as far as opening my mind to what it really meant to be cold, what it really meant to be hungry, uh, working together as a team. So uh, they didn't feed you at camp, and they didn't give you blankets no, or cats? No, you had to go, you <laughs> had to harvest your own food. Uh, no, it was. Uh, but being out on a backpack, um, you know, when it's snowing in the summertime or being truly cold— um, and hungry and tired and just like pushing your physical limits carrying a 35 pound backpack when you're 65 pounds like you can do it but you don't know that you can do it as a kid and so having those opportunities to learn amongst peers and uh from all different backgrounds and areas of the country it was it was a very special time for me and, and i think really opened i guess opened my eyes to okay just because something's unfamiliar or you don't know anything about it doesn't mean that you can't figure it out or can't just dive right in. So uh, again it had a huge impact on me as a child Uh, and then throughout college uh, I returned to the camp to work as a a camp counselor so I had a cabin of anywhere six to twelve kids uh, and then progressed over the years to uh, trip leading and then uh, managing some of the program and uh, so I got to then return the favor and uh, not only lead some of these kids on trips but uh, get to be their the one responsible for them for about four weeks and that's a as a 19 year old 20 year old having you know 12 eleven
0: year olds under your supervision you learn a lot sure that's that's a fantastic circle because it goes from your uncle to you being a camper and then you working there as a counselor. Mm-hmm the responsibility that you have as that counselor is staggering. And I think not everybody realizes when you're a camp counselor what responsibility you have, but much less adding on there being in the wilderness of the Tetons. Like you said, Mm -hmm. snowing in July, Mm -hmm. um, kids carrying packs that weigh Half the amount that they weigh. <laughs> yeah, um, it's tough. I remember mm-hmm. as a kid backpacking. I remember as an. I know as an adult backpacking. It is tough, and mm-hmm. you have to dig in, and not listen to that little voice behind you saying, "What are you doing? Why are you out here?" But say, "I appreciate this. This is hard work. This is tough, but look at what I get to see and experience because I am off the beaten path, mm-hmm. and the animals you see out there, the nature." And what you just learn how to overcome situations you can take with you throughout
1: all of life. That is one hundred percent true, and I think
0: the the in,
1: it's the individual challenges and uh, victories and, and kind of growth that you experience, um, as well as once you can kind of wrap your head around that, you you start to not only not see it as a as I need to get overcome this challenge, but instead. I have this awesome crew of however many kids and counselors and trip leaders, whatever. But we have this incredible opportunity to, as a group, um, go explore this area, to climb the top of this mountain, to, you know, it becomes the the struggles and the difficulties then all of a sudden merge into opportunities and like time away from computers or traditional classroom. And uh, that is for sure what led us towards the... The Canada trip to Ontario, where again the, the kind of foundation of giver uh, that kind of attitude was uh, applied to a region that i always wanted to explore a, a traditional um, route taken by the French fur trappers up in northern Ontario and then one year uh, my cousin and a buddy of mine got a canoe and a kayak and we said, all right let's let's figure out how to do this and <laughs> Does covered, the same float yes Uh <laughs> was kind of a junk sh- it was a proper junk show but we figured it out it was kind of the same mentality it was like let's get all the things that we do know and gather as much information and make sure we're going to uh be safe but
0: like let's give it our all and go for it <laughs> yes um i'm glad you do it and you are living it for sure i try my uh- <laughs> best i try my best well your best is uh coming to a successful um A successful place in your life, and it's showing you've put a lot of hard work into it. And it shows, uh, through Giver, uh, how dedicated you are to your passion, your idea. And it, I'm sure it was tough in the beginning. Uh, just like starting any business, just like me starting this podcast, I have to listen to myself. (laughs) There's nothing worse than listening to yourself. This is true. (laughs) This is true. I
1: think. That, uh, you know, sometimes the challenge is, you know, you can anticipate the challenge and you can anticipate what's gonna be difficult for you personally or the circumstances or what you're trying to create. But I think more often than not, uh, what really, you know, tests you as an individual or your passion or or your commitment is the unforeseen challenges. The, well, I didn't know that this was gonna be a challenge or that this was gonna be an issue. And it's having the resilience or support or resources or simply the ability to dig deep when those things come up. And sometimes when it rains, it pours and saying, I'm going to keep after it and I'm not going to let it knock me over. And if you do get knocked over, just like off a horse, if you can, you dust off and get right back on.
0: That's right. Um, Well, well said there for everybody to remember dust yourself off. It's not the Facebook world. This is the real world. I want to ask you about the Startup Intensive. Mm -hmm. Um, I am a graduate of the Startup Intensive as well. I already had a business, but I felt that it was going to offer me some some great skills. So I jumped in and then I remember as a student, you came in and spoke to us. You came in as an alumni of Mm -hmm. the Startup Intensive. Tell me, how did that program help you develop what Giver is today?
1: For sure. So we for the company, uh, more or less we founded the company in March 2012, and over the course of that spring and summer, had been speaking with a few people around town, they were like, hey, the CWC and the Silicon Cool are coming together to offer this class, you know, a condensed entrepreneurship 10 week course, and." We don't know exactly how it's gonna go, but the idea behind it is like made for exactly where you guys are at. Trying to give yourselves a little more direction and provide a little uh, a community or a group to speak about. And obviously those who are uh, leading the class have a lot of knowledge, so there's a lot to learn. So as soon as I heard about that and the way that work schedules kind of lined up, I said, I'm all in. And so that fall jumped into the class and So we very much in the beginning stages of uh, what I would call the minimum viable product for Giver, which was having a couple T-shirts and a couple hats to see if people would actually want to buy it. And then we had enough traction that it was like, okay, let's lean into this a bit more. And so got my backpack and went back to school. The idea was to provide a little bit of structure or not a little bit, a lot more structure and ways to kind of break down what we were trying to accomplish to make it less of a, a giant mountain and instead talk with those who'd done it before. And uh, yeah, it was fascinating. 10 weeks and Liza and Sandy led the class. Uh, they rocked. Uh, the other classmates, I think that was maybe, and you might agree, one of the most significant factors was not only going into that mindset of learning and asking a lot of questions and asking yourself the tough questions as opposed to avoiding them as we tend to do. <laughs> uh, but being surrounded by other classmates that were putting themselves out there and having that that time and that that space for those conversations of like, hey, I'm terrified of spreadsheets or I'm terrified of the finances or I'm terrified of the legal side of things or whatever it might be that it was, an open place to discuss that, and at the very least like get it off your chest and then dive into it to say, okay, how do we need to solve this?
0: For sure. It, it helped me answer the questions that you say that are so tough uh, that I had never answered before for a business. It had me think about what product I'm creating to sell or service and why in the world does anyone wanna, wanna buy it from me? <laughs> and And those are really tough questions and imagining who your ideal customer is that's going to help you build your brand, your company, because those initial customers are the ones who are going to share the idea. Uh, As Seth Godin says, those are the sneezers. Mm -hmm. And um, we all need sneezers when starting a new business.
1: Well, and and I think I, I totally agree with you. And it's easy and definitely have done this and continue to do this and have to wrap my head around it. But it's easy to say, well, product is for everybody, and you know, everyone can be my customer. So we're gonna take that approach is try and just appeal to everybody. But uh, I think being pushed and challenged to again, ask those questions and then ask them again and ask them again, uh, going through those repetitions, it becomes more familiar. and while it might take some time to see those results and see, understand or appreciate why being pushed in that direction is helpful and uh, beneficial, uh, you just have to stick with it.
0: Yeah, sticking with it is is what takes you to that level of success mm-hmm. um, with anything in life. Starting with riding a bicycle. Helping my son yesterday ride his bicycle and he couldn't get over... It's not a hill, it's just getting out of the driveway and over the curb, and he was having t- trouble, I said, pedal, pedal, pedal. And as he's pedaling more and more and faster, and he made it, and we made it a big deal out of it, and he's mm-hmm. cheering. He has a big smile on his face, but he kept pushing, yep. and he got it. And he now has experienced that feeling of success, and he will keep doing it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Those little
1: nuggets of learning, okay, the, the moment of I can't do this, But then in the encouragement, the wrapping your head around it, keeping at it, and then accomplishing or getting past whatever milestone, uh, deep appreciation for that, especially with kids and thankful for all those who are patient with me as a a young buck to uh, teach me one thing or another. But yeah, that's
0: basically just building on that mindset and process. Well said, Bubba. Thank you. We're going to take a quick break and hear a little bit from one of our sponsors, and then we'll be right back with with Bubba Albrecht from Giver. Is it okay to pair beer with Beef Wellington? Does Merlot go with Red Bull? Not sure how to make the perfect bourbon and Coke? Well, the team at the liquor store of Jackson Hole can answer all of these questions plus more. Stop in at 115 Buffalo Way, Jackson, Wyoming, or visit us at tlsofjh.com. To experience service that will knock your socks off. The liquor store has been serving the Jackson Hole Valley for over 35 years. Welcome back, everybody. Stephan Abrams here with Bubba Albrecht, uh, owner, creator of Giver Outdoor Accessories. Bubba, thank you for being here. I appreciate you taking the time out of your crazy schedule. To give everybody an idea, Bubba doesn't just own Giver and started and created Giver, but he also has to find other ways to supplement his expenses and income. So he also works out at the airport here in Jackson Hole as well. So this is a hardworking guy to let you have an idea that when you're starting a business, it's not as though that you just start a business and that's all you can focus on. These are 80-hour weeks, 100-hour weeks that you really have to put a lot of time into. And you got to make sure you can still put food on the table and a roof over your head. Correct, Baba? Truth,
1: truth. That that's a huge point, and uh, as I mentioned earlier in the podcast, was whatever it takes, and uh, it's a very supportive community for having different jobs and trying to mesh them together. Uh, so very grateful for Fine Dining Restaurant Group for getting me on board there, as well as working at uh, the airport and uh, Teton Valley Ranch Camp, and those those weeks were crazy ones where <laughs> all three jobs coming together, but it uh, enables you to the opportunity to test something out.
0: Yeah. We have some phenomenal places to work here in the Valley, and um, there's no shortage of work Mm -hmm. out here. But uh, adding to that, for the people that really want to work hard, you can make a success of it Mm -hmm. uh, for sure. Getting back into some, some of the interview, you have probably spoken to hundreds and hundreds of people about what you are doing because you have to promote your brand. And during these conversations, life, camp, growing up, out there in the wild in ontario on the lake paddling what is some of the best life advice that you've ever received that you you could share today wow that's a great question i think
1: a lot of times from many many sources but kind of the the combination is if you want to do something you don't just wait for it to happen the only way you're gonna ever have a chance of making it possible if it's a huge dream or just simple is to start charging after it. So identify what that is, and then
0: get everything out of your way and just start doing it. And that advice is at the root of the name of your company as well. This is true. This is true. (laughs) Give it your all. Well, giver, it translates roughly to give it your all,
1: get after it. And so while sometimes it's easy to remember that, uh, other times when it's a little more difficult or challenging to or the mountain's a little bigger,
0: got to dig deep. Share with us a story that you've experienced here in the valley that um, people might not know about yourself or something that you've experienced that you uh, like to connect with everyone out there.
1: For sure. Um, I would say... uh, so I learned how to snowboard in Ohio when I was in eighth grade, so not very
0: good at it. Big, big mountains there in Ohio. Big mountains, <laughs> like
1: hardcore, 300 feet vertical. <laughs> um, so, I mean, it was fascinating to learn on ice and slush in Ohio. Uh, coming out here, been very humbling, but every day is the best day of snowboarding and snow conditions when compared to Columbus, Ohio. So I have a lot of fun anytime I go out. Um, I had the opportunity a few years back to... Uh, participate in the ski skijoring competition down at Melody Ranch and as a junior varsity, at best, snowboarder. Uh, you skijored. Yes. Oh, yes. my
0: bananas. <laughs> the, so, folks, if you ever have a chance to see ski skijoring, you have to see it. Google it. Look it up on YouTube. But the it's guts that it's it takes for somebody to be pulled behind one of those horses and Bubba saying, keep, telling, so, keep going, Bubba. <laughs> so uh, kind of a friend of a friend uh, had said, I've got
1: a horse who's a little bit older but is familiar with the whole scene. And if you want to give it a shot, saddle up. And, again, not really knowing much about it other than you get pulled by a horse and you got to go off some jumps and it's difficult on a snowboard. I was like, all right, shoot, I'll give it a try. And I saw a few big wipeouts beforehand. And, I mean, that, like, heart-pounding, like, what did I get myself into? (laughs) Uh, But I a couple different runs on the first one, I made it pretty much to the end before taking a spill before the finish line. Second go round didn't do as well, but it was fascinating. I mean, a combination of slalom skiing, uh, horseback riding, and uh, snowboarding going off jumps on flat ground. I mean, it was awesome. And then to witness the pros who were actually really good at it. It's a beautiful combination of snow sports, Western tradition, and just the bonkers uh, and kind of craziness that uh,
0: a lot of us love. Yeah. I think if um, there was snow in the Roman Coliseum back in the ancient days, ski drawing would have been one of the events that they would have. No <laughs> question. And it's, it's fascinating that it continues on. And
1: has, as you said, if you have the chance, Google it, check it out uh, and know that the jumps that they frequently build down at Melody Ranch are a lot bigger than the ones uh, in a lot of the races you'll see on YouTube. All right, so they go big out here. No messing around. <laughs> uh, it's it's so much fun.
0: And it's as much fun to watch as it is to participate. Um, thank you for sharing that, and you are one brave fellow for for giving that a try. Uh, being such a rookie at snowboarding mm-hmm. at that point, yeah, <laughs> going from Ohio to Jackson Hole. I feel that Jackson can transform and change people um, in in many many ways. Have you experienced a transformative change here in, in Jackson Hole? And do you have a story about that? For sure. I think I've got a couple of stories, but I think one element is
1: how connected the town can be, even when it's got a ton of visitors and it's kind of chaotic, uh, simply running into someone on the street or working at the airport or serving at the restaurant. It feels like a big family and I've been so fortunate to have so many who have been willing to offer their help or just kindness and support and it's a special feeling to have those run-ins whether at the grocery store you know playing sport here or there it is that net of you know encouragement and motivation. I would say in addition to that it's fascinating working multiple jobs and I'm sure you have some examples of you know, you, you serve or you, you help host a party somewhere and then you run into other, like, uh, I'm kind of a little discombobulated on the story, but I would serve someone dinner at the bistro. And then the next morning be loading them onto a plane and like pushing their grandmother up on a ramp. And they'd be (laughs) like, wait a second. Like, is this a joke? Didn't I, did you, didn't you serve us last night? And now what are you doing here? It's like, there's a lot of service that goes on in the background here, but I think most importantly, people who come out here uh, visiting for the first time or every season, uh, they love it for a reason, and it offers a whole lot of opportunity for jobs and being able to live here as well.
0: It does. And, and I, I did experience the same thing. When mm-hmm. I first moved here, I worked three jobs, sometimes had a fourth just to make ends meet, and people would see me at the Cowboys Steakhouse waiting tables, and then they'd see me at the liquor store, and then they'd see me over at Albertson's checking them out, Mm -hmm. (laughs) buying groceries. So it was all over the place. They're like, are you single-handedly running this town? And you're like, (laughs)
1: I'm doing a lot.
0: Doing what I can. (laughs) It feels like it, but there's a few thousand other people doing the same thing. (laughs) Now, were there any
1: jobs that you had, even, or any unique jobs that you might have held for a short period of time? You're like, I never would have thought I'd be doing this. But sure enough, you found
0: yourself uh, in X, Y, or Z position. One that struck me that was quite interesting was shuttling the boats for not the boats but the fly fishing vehicles Mm -hmm. so the fly fishermen put in in one spot they float down the river and they need their vehicle with their guests with their clients from that day so i was working for holly and the shuttle service Mm -hmm. and i tell you i learned very well how to back up a trailer on a dime Yeah, because Holly was so specific as far as where that trailer went and Mm -hmm. especially in the park. The park service is picky, Mm -hmm. but man, can I back up a trailer? Yeah, And even with a a manual transmission vehicle, barely able to see out of the side mirrors and that sucker would be straight.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Shout out to Holly for being awesome and she crushes it. I don't know how she manages
0: it, but... She does it right, and it sounds like she taught you well. As, you know, she does years. it right. She has a special skill set getting all of those boats from north to south every day, mm-hmm. and she doesn't tell people no. She probably should tell people no, but that's a whole other story. For sure, for sure. But she keeps this valley going, and and that's totally. something that happens here in our valley that you really don't see on the back end that people see, yes, I'm going to go fly fishing. I'm going to put in in one spot and get out the other. But there's more pieces that allow that whole experience to happen. For sure. And um, you're one of those people as well. At the airport, you make sure that people's luggage are on the plane, that you're helping grandma get up on the ramp because we don't have a jetway. You have to walk up the plane. Mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Um, so it's kind of unique walking off that jet and seeing the Tetons. If you have not experienced it, folks, come out here and see it. You'll You'll love it you'll love it.
1: Yeah, that that real quick aside, it's tough to say it's a hard day at work when where you're working, say, throwing bags around moving equipment, people are taking pictures of like they come off the plane, they're just like blown away or taking a final picture before they leave. It's like, okay, you just can't ever take take the views or the scene
0: for, for granted. That's true. That's true. Well, wrapping it up here, Baba. thank you so much for taking the time out of your schedule. As you have said today you have a lot going on to wrap things up here would you like to offer any final words and notes and ideas to uh to the listeners today for certain
1: i really appreciate the opportunity uh to be on the podcast and uh all listeners out there thank you for listening and hope to extend a a 20 percent off discount code to giver.com so that that's where we have all our full product line Uh, You can place orders there. The code is TJHC20. So uh, the Jackson Hole Connection 2020. So that'll be good through November. So place your order, get 20% off. Uh, You can see the whole product line there. Love having people check in, provide input and feedback. And then, really exciting news for us in the Giver Garage we're launching our second kickstarter campaign all right we've got a new midweight fleece that we're really excited about putting the final pieces together for that um and if anyone would like to connect with us uh, shoot us an email to hubett at giver.com that's h-u-g-h-b-e-t-t-e at give-r.com and we'd love to hear from you and Again, just thank you all for listening. Really appreciate the opportunity to be here.
0: You bet, Bubba. Thank you. And, folks, we'll put all that stuff in the show notes at the thejacksonholeconnection.com for Bubba's podcast episode. Bubba, have a great day. Go out there and give it your all today. I appreciate it. Okay. the same. Rock on, brother. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in today to the Jackson Hole Connection. I hope you have enjoyed listening and can take away a little nugget about life. I'm always looking for fun guests who have a connection to Jackson Hole. Know of someone who would be great to be on the show? Please send me an email to connect at the thejacksonholeconnection.com. Please subscribe, rate, and review... The Jackson Hole Connection on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you receive your podcasts. A special shout out to my friend Luke Taylor for producing and providing the tunes for this podcast. Y'all come back again, you hear?